Welcome to My Secret Place Devotion with Oyeks Alfred. The Word of God is alive and equipped to change your life. Good morning. God gives some people wealth, possessions, and honor so that they lack nothing their heart desires. But God does not grant them the ability to enjoy them and strangers enjoy them instead. This is meaningless and a grievous evil. That's what Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 2 says. And so let us pray about this. Father, we honor you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what you have already released on your people in terms of wealth, position, oh God, honor, everything you have given. We recognize you are the one that gave us. But Father, I pray for your people, oh God, that the power to enjoy these things be also released in the name of Jesus. We come against everything that will cut short their joy, everything that will cut short their life, everything that will cut short the expectation. We come against you today in the name of Jesus. Thank you because you've heard and answered in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you look at the Bible, you will notice that there are different translations of the Bible. And the translations are, are so, so many. We have King James Version. We have Living Bible Version. We have the New Living Translation. We even have New King James Version. I mean, the translations are a lot from the Passion Translation to the Message Translation. There are so many different translations. And sometimes it brings confusion. People don't really know which one we should follow. And sometimes when you read the Bible, it looks as if they are conveying two different things. A good example would be Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 8. If you read it from the King James Version, it says, Let thy garments be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. But NLT says, Wear fine clothes with a splash of cologne on it. So you see, the two of them seem to be conveying two different things. And there are so many verses like this. When people read it, they're a bit confused. What exactly is the Bible talking about? Which one should we follow? Now, I'm going to bring that confusion to the place of understanding. The first thing you need to understand is that when the scripture was originally written, it was written in the Hebrew language. And then Greek was like the English you have today. Greek was the language spoken by the elites, those who could read and write, the educated people. And so the Bible was now translated from Hebrew into Greek and then from Greek to Roman English and you know it just continues going on and on like that. So in terms of literature there are two terms you need to understand. The first term is translation. Translation is when you copy a written text word for word and your intention in the translation is to get the exact meaning of the written text but in another language. So you translate from French to German or you translate from Spanish to Finnish Whatever it is, Finnish is a language spoken by the Belgians. So you can translate from one to the next. But your interest when you're translating is to make sure you retain the original meaning. When you translate, you're not interested in whether the person understands or not. Your motive is so that you retain the original text, right? It's very important for you to understand what translation is. But then there's something else called adaptation. Now, adaptation is when you translate or when you take a written text from one language to the next. However, when you're doing that, when you're copying one language to the next, your interest in more is in getting the people to understand. Your interest is in adapting it to, to the 
language structure or the cultural structure that they are able to understand. So when you're doing an adaptation from one language to the next, your interest is not in retaining the original meaning. Your interest is in putting it in such a way that the people are able to understand. You're putting it in such a way that what you're translating or transcribing is, you know, culturally relatable in a language you're able to relate with. Now, why are we defining translation and adaptation? Because if you look at King James Version of the Bible, it might be a bit difficult for you to understand the writing. And so many people avoid King James Version. But King James Version is the only version of the Bible that is a direct translation. Meaning that the interest of translating into King James Version, the interest of the translator is to retain the original meaning. Even if it doesn't make grammatical sense, you'd still write it there because you are doing copy and paste. You want to retain the original meaning at the heart of the person who wrote the original text. A good example would be 1 Samuel 16 verse 12. When they were describing David in the King James Version, the Bible says, And he sent and brought him in. Now he was a ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look at. Now the word goodly to look at or the sentence goodly to look at doesn't make any sense in the English language. In fact, if you write that in an exam, they're going to fail you. You're going to have a zero because there's nothing like goodly to look at. But you see, they put it that way because they want to retain the original context of the word in Hebrew into English, even if it doesn't make sense in English. So King James retains the original intent. The original context is what you have in King James. So many times it will not make sense in direct English language. Another example will be in Genesis chapter 11 verse 6. The Bible says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one and all they have only one language. Now notice, did you see what the Bible says? It said the people is one. If you're reading it in English, it should be the people are one because you use is for singular and are for plural. So the moment you have people, the next thing should be the people are one, not the people is one. So why did the Bible say the people is one? That's the same reason. They were translating and so they want to retain the original context. Even if it doesn't make grammatical sense in English, they want to retain the original context. Now, let's go to adaptation. When you're writing an adaptation, your interest now is not in retaining the original context. Your interest is in getting the people to understand what the writer was saying. So, in doing that, many texts are kind of like watered down. For instance, if you read the message translation of that same verse, it's written in a style that is easy for us to understand. You know, you can just basically read it and grab the meaning. So it says, God took one look at, at and said, one people, one language. Why? This is only a first step. No telling what they'll come up with. They'll stop at nothing. Come, we'll go down and gabble their speech so they won't understand each other. So this is the message translation. And it makes the reading so easy to understand. And it just kind of flows because the English is adapted to our cultural understanding. So in doing that, a lot of these other translations water down the full meaning of what God was trying to communicate. So having this background understanding, what should you do if you really want to study 
your Bible, you need to get at least two Bibles. One compulsory must be the King James Bible. When you read the King James, the chances of you understanding it is very little. When you read it because of the English language, you're confused about what they're trying to say. So what I will advise is get your King James version of the Bible and then get any other one. I'll call them study guides. So whether you're reading from NIV version, NLT version, message translation, passion translation, new living translation, so many of them. I personally like new living translation a lot and the passion translation because it doesn't water down as much as all the other translations. So why do you need the King James and another translation? Because when you read the King James, it gives you the original context, but then you might not understand it. So what you do is you read that same verse in the new living translation. You now understand what King James is trying to say. And then you go back to King James. You're able to understand it. Try it. Read King James version of any verse. Go and read New Living Translation of the same verse. New Living Translation will throw light on what King James is trying to say. And then you now go back to King James. You now understand. You're like, aha, is this what they're writing about? Wow, I would never have looked at it this way. That's what all these other translations do. But if you want to understand what God was really and originally talking about, then you must have King James Version as your core Bible. And then you have all the other translations just as a backup to help you throw light on what King James is saying so that you're able to understand that's how to know the Bible to buy and that is how to read your Bible and understand it a lot better. Get your King James but get one more study guide or two or even three. I like to do a lot of study guides. So I have NLT, I have the Passion Translation and a few other translations. So when I read King James, I go back and look at all the other translations. I kind of have an understanding of what King James is saying and then I go ahead and keep reading King James. If you do that, you find out that your Bible study will be very rich and rewarding. Thank you so much for listening. Put this into practice and God will bless you. For other life-changing messages, you can now download the app Rev Oyek Speaks from Play Store for Android phone users or iOS Store for Apple users. You can also follow on Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram, all on the handle Oyek's Alfred. Thank you so much for listening and have a blessed day.